over the place, looking from nation to nation, this side of the country, other side of the country, buying all these silly books, methodology, church growth, everything else, and we don't even teach our people about God. Or who is man? Or the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or how is a man truly saved? It's absolutely preposterous. And we wonder why the whole thing is in such a shamble. It's absolutely pathetic. But when God comes in the heart of a man, what happens? He sees God. And in the light of that, he sees himself and he's broken. But it is not a repentance unto death, although it may feel like it. And it's not a repentance unto desperation, although it will create a desperation in him. Because what happens in that revelation of God and in that revelation in sin of sinfulness comes a revelation of the salvation of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Good afternoon, good evening and good night. Hello, welcome to Methetes Radio, the much surer word exposed. We've got what I think is a, a really relevant episode today. We're going to talk about the issue of faith. What does it mean that a Christian has faith? What does the world mean when they say, oh, you just have faith or words to this effect? What does it all mean? But before I get to that, I just wanted to thank a brother who has contacted me via email. I won't mention his name just in case he doesn't want his name to be mentioned. The reason that I mention this, apart from the fact that it was greatly encouraging, is also because of the means via which this brother found Methetes Radio and listened along and then eventually contacted me. A while ago, I left a Methetes Radio business card in a public restroom. Might sound a little bit gross, but you never know what the Lord's going to do. Uh, I left a, a business card in the public restroom and this guy found it, picked it up and, and listened to some episodes and was blessed by them. This guy found it and picked it up and listened to some episodes and was blessed by them. And then he went on to encourage me by contacting me and just thanking me for what we do here at Methetes Radio. So you know who you are, my friend, and thanks very much for, for contacting us. God bless you, and may he continue to grow us both, and all of us indeed, in our faith in him. The other reason that I share that is because Sometimes when we drop things like gospel tracts or business cards for Christian businesses, whatever, these kind of things, we kind of think it's a bit of a cop-out. And look, I think face-to-face -face conversations with people about the gospel is, is great. And I go out and try and do that, and I encourage others to do the same. But maybe you've just got only enough boldness to drop a gospel tract somewhere. Now, I realize in this situation it wasn't somebody reading a gospel tract and becoming converted, but what it was is somebody picking up a business card and then being blessed by something, being encouraged. And what's to say that if the Lord can do that with a business card which is dropped in a restroom somewhere? And when I say dropped, I placed it. I didn't just drop it on the floor. But if the Lord can do this through a business card put in a restroom somewhere, then what's to say that he can't do the same and greater things with a gospel tract. So, get yourself some gospel tracts. You can get them in Australia through Operation 513. Just search them up on the internet. They'll come up. 
or you can go to Living Waters Down Under or even Living Waters Not Down Under. That's fine. It's just that you'll pay some extra money for postage from America, but that's good too. And there's probably some other really good places to get gospel tracts from as well. Search it up, read the tract beforehand because it can be useful and just a good practice to make sure that the gospel tract is in fact preaching the gospel. So read them beforehand and pass them out, leave them places, preach the gospel. But anyways, back to the topic du jour, the issue of faith. I've recently found myself in a couple of scenarios where folks have talked about Christianity as being a matter of faith or words to this effect. And of course, as Christians, we know that this is true. We have faith in Christ. We've repented. We've put our faith in Christ. And this is the basis of our relationship with him. But what do non-Christians mean when they say this? And what do we mean when we say we are people of faith? Because we're using the same word, but I would say that we mean greatly different things. And this can end up happening also uh, when you're talking with folks in cults such as Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. They all use, we all use words like repentance and faith and Jesus. But it's critical to define what we mean by these things. It's not to say that God can't, as with the gospel tract, and will use just a simple gospel message where these things aren't defined. But if we love these folks, I think it pays to do the extra work of looking at what they believe, looking at what we believe, and then defining our terms, just like you do in your sixth grade essay before we get into conversation, or to to foster a deeper conversation with them where we really communicate what we actually mean as opposed to talking past each other. But that was a bit of a rabbit hole. What I was getting at is when non-Christians talk about faith, generally they mean a very different thing to what we mean when we say faith. And so it can be very, very useful to define what we mean. And basically, that's what we want to do in this episode. And I'm going to mention the term once or twice, intellectual assent. Now, what do I mean by intellectual assent? That basically means merely giving affirmation of something. For example, I, I affirm or I acknowledge that this computer exists, that my table exists, etc. It's not really, there's not much consequence in that. I just, it exists and I affirm that fact. So I'm going to mention that term a couple of times and there's a running definition for you. But to illustrate the point of what a non-believer means when they say faith and then what a believer means, we can hopefully use the following example. If a non-believer says, I have faith that good will ultimately triumph, or words to that effect, they may well have some evidence to back that statement up. Maybe things have gone well for them in the past, or any number of other things, but they ultimately don't know their faith is an optimism without much foundational basis. Yes, they got that little bit of evidence, but there's nothing really within their worldview that they can surely point to and say, for sure, good will ultimately triumph. Their faith, it's optimism. 
without any foundational basis. It's what they believe, but that's about all that can be said. Whereas, if a Christian says, I have faith that good will ultimately triumph, or words to the same effect, we too have evidence, but we also have God's word. Yes, I mean his Bible, but I mean when God says something, it surely will happen. And of course, we read about that in his word. So we have his word. We have our personal relationship with Jesus governed by his word and his spirit. And so we have a sure faith. It's not based on the whims of time and pure optimism, but it's based on Christ. So you can see even in that one sentence, what the non-believer means when they say that I have faith and what the Christian means when they say I have faith are different things. And so what does the non-believer mean when they say Christianity is a matter of faith or you don't have proof, it's really a matter of faith or maybe even there's no proof God exists, you just have faith that he does. What do they mean when they say things like that? Well, in saying that, they reduce faith to a kind of baseless, wishful thinking, which may or may not be true. And I've even heard it said not that long ago that Christians use certain evidences to justify their preconceived notion or idea that God exists, meaning that they selectively choose evidence and color it in a certain way. Now, I want to be open and honest and say that every worldview colors evidence in a certain way. So the question is, is your worldview consistent, not does your worldview color the evidence? But this person, I think, was referring to a more malicious kind of use of evidence by Christians. You know, they only pick out the things which justify what they already have, air quotes, faith in. Now, many would concede the fact that because there is such beauty and creativity in the world, that could mean there is a God. But ultimately, this is one possibility among many that a person can have a preference toward. Again, it's wishful thinking or faith using this definition. And so it generally means that there is not proof. And so we have faith to make up the difference. Lately, I've been referring to it like this. When a non-believer refers to faith, they might be saying, well, you know, you've got 75% evidence, 75% proof, but you need 25% faith to make up the difference. But that's really not what a Christian means. It's not what we're saying when we say that we have faith. When we say, when a Christian says that Christianity is a matter of faith, we know that Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. But clearly, we miss the point if we bring that kind of faith back to mere wishful thinking that he exists, a kind of child's belief like believing in Santa or the Tooth Fairy. This is much more than intellectual assent to God existing or a baseless optimism that he exists. Remember, intellectual assent being merely giving affirmation of something. I affirm, I acknowledge that my computer or my table exists. Just recounting a fact and, and 
having some sort of unconsequential belief in it. So that's not the kind of faith that this verse is talking about. Remember Hebrews 11 verse 1, at the start of the hall of faith. Now faith is the assurance, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And we'll go through a couple of examples now from this hall of faith, and it all serves to illustrate the point that this faith that Christians talk about is not a lack of evidence. It's not some baseless belief. But what is it? By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 7. And so, Noah is warned of an impending worldwide flood. Having never seen rain, he makes an ark. He's ridiculed and persecuted for decades as he does so. And because of his faith, God credits righteousness to him. And so even if you don't profess to believe in God, put yourself into the shoes of someone who does and look at this verse. It clearly speaks of someone who has a sure faith and trust in God, in someone, not just intellectual assent or baseless optimism, in some sort of notion. They haven't colored the evidence in or, or nitpicked. They haven't nitpicked some random things in order to build an ark having never seen rain. This is something more than that, something greatly more than that. And in the same chapter, verses 8 and 9, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. And so Abraham leaves all that he knows. He leaves all his quote-unquote gods, all his family, by faith, and goes into a foreign land that God has told him he will inherit. Clearly, there is a personal relationship going on here. It is not baseless optimism or intellectual assent. There's more going on here. And look at that first verse again, the first verse of Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. This faith is, of course, given to us by God. So it's not some, some lack of evidence. This is a real thing that hopes toward a real thing, given to us by God. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. What's the gift of God? The grace and the faith. This is a real thing given to us by God. It's gifted to us by Him. It is a living, breathing, moving motivating faith that causes people to do great things. And it's God that gives us this faith, this relationship with him. And it is a living faith that acts. And so, to summarize, 
When a Christian says they have faith, they are speaking of a firm conviction, an assurance, a reality, and not wishful thinking. This is, in part, the result of a functioning and living relationship with the one, God, who gives faith. What it is not is a lack of evidence, and so we use faith to make up the difference, to make our conviction seem plausible. To summarize, summarize. Christian faith is a real and true relationship with Jesus. It is not a baseless hope or an intellectual assent that he exists. And so Christian faith, or Christian hope, is a sure faith. It is a sure hope. Yes, there is evidence to back it up, but it's ultimately based on faith given us by God. This faith might be called a relationship because it manifests itself in a living, breathing relationship with God and is based on an assurance of his character and in what he has promised. And all this, again, moving away from that notion that faith is just a lack of evidence or wishful thinking, all of this is real and true and directly from God. And so, when talking with others, define your terms when you need to do that. Don't just talk past each other using the same words but meaning different things. Define your terms. Spread the gospel. Remember, Jesus has been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that he has commanded us. And behold, he is with us always to the end of the age. This is Tobias signing off on the Thetes Radio, the much sure word exposed.